everyone, and welcome back to the Voice of Hope in the Darkness podcast series. Today we're going to be talking about the topic of self-esteem and kind of what that looks like as far as current um, beauty standards, really just the modern idea of what beauty is and how that's translating into our culture as far as how we view ourselves and how we're training the next generation to view themselves as well. Um, I recently had an opportunity to do a very brief email interview with another professional podcaster, um, and she really gave me some very... Uh, good insight I felt like as far as um, the relationship between a podcaster and the audience that's listening and one of the biggest things that I've been considering as I've been doing this podcast series is what it looks like um, to share bits and pieces of your story or a guest speaker's story and what would also constitute as oversharing or really just too much information for what the audience is really looking for. And so that's definitely something that, you know, as I'm going through this podcast, I'd love for you to um, send feedback into us and just kind of let us know what you feel like. Do you feel like um, that there could be more that's shared that you want to hear more, that you want a a deeper sense of um, understanding of mental illness and what it's like, or if you really feel like where we're at is pretty good, or if it's too much, too little, you know, really just whatever that feedback is, we'd love to hear that from you. That way we can improve the podcast and make it even better for all of those of you who are listening. Um, but so the advice that she gave me was really, um, I'll just quote her here. She said, what I have learned through the years is that the more I share, the more I can connect on a deeper level with the community of people. They have come to expect me to say the hard things, and it makes them feel less alone and less like an alien. And this really, this really spoke to me because as I've been doing this podcast series, you know, I've brought on guest speakers who have been very raw, shared parts of their story. I feel like I've, you know, tried to give my best insight and, you know, provide some ideas and thoughts that we can all kind of chew on as we go about our daily lives. But I haven't really shared too much of my own personal story. We've talked a lot about mental health, but I haven't really given a whole lot of um, backstory for me. And so as we're talking about the self-esteem one, I felt like it was really the perfect time to just kind of share a bit about um, where I came from. So the biggest thing for me, uh, growing up, I definitely hit puberty before a lot of other girls my age did. I felt significantly different. I felt out of place. I felt like I was being judged and stared at and kind of eyeballed even though I was very young. Um, I hit puberty at, let's see, barely 10 years old. Um, I think it was, I want to say like the week of my 10th birthday um, was when I actually started having reproductive stuff kick in and started actually began having a cycle and really transitioning from girl to woman, even though I was still completely a child. Um, And so with all that being said, you know, This is another great example where I don't want to overshare. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable out there who's listening. You know, if you're female, I'm sure you can directly relate. If you're male, you might be kind of grossed out about the thought of a girl transitioning. But um, nonetheless, it's still something that needs to be talked about. And so here I am at 10 years old. I'm suddenly busty. I have curves. I'm significantly curvier than anybody else my age. Um... 
really the list goes on and on. You know, I have periods now that other girls aren't having to deal with and the embarrassment of pads and tampons and bras and all these other things that girls my age haven't even considered yet. Most of them don't even really know what's coming or what to expect. And so all they see is another girl that's their age that suddenly looks significantly more woman-like than any of them do. And unfortunately... Girls can be mean. Girls can be um, very mean. They can bully. um, And it can be a very hard thing when you're the one who's, you know, under attack. And so, of course, you know, I'm the only one in our age group who has boobs. So now suddenly you have boys that are starting to go through puberty, staring and making rude comments. You have girls labeling you things like, slut and all kinds of different things and me you know I was always one of the girls that liked hanging out with the guys not because you know I liked boys in that sense you know it wasn't like I wanted to be with them because I was you know it not anything inappropriate but I just felt like one of the guys I liked playing football I liked playing baseball you know sports was a really big thing to me I idolized a lot of sports players and you know most of it being male And of course, most of the girls my age weren't really interested in sports. They were more interested in, you know, painting their nails and dolls and other things. And that's completely fine. That's their choice. They're more than welcome to enjoy any of the things that they do. But it meant for me, there was a disconnect there. I didn't feel like I connected with girls that were my age. And so I tended to lean more towards hanging out with guys. Well... As I started transitioning, you know, getting bigger boobs and curvier and slimmer waist and, you know, all these other things, I became um, extremely self-conscious about the way I looked. I felt embarrassed when I ran. I felt really just like everything that had been natural to me before suddenly felt wrong. It felt inappropriate. I felt like something was wrong with me. And I can really... um, pinpoint a couple different points where, you know, I either wore very oversized clothing, you know, I liked wearing football jerseys, I wore, you know, baggy kind of cargo shorts, just really anything that wouldn't highlight the the feminineness of um, really anything about my body. I didn't like when people stared. I didn't like when suddenly now that I'm playing football, people are looking at me in a different way. And so I started changing who I was in a sense. I started hiding pieces of myself um, really just so that no one would judge me. And then other slurs came along. You know, no longer was it, oh, well, you look like a slut or you look trashy or, you know, any other of the mean things that girls call each other. Suddenly now it was, oh, she's a lesbian. Oh, she's gay. Oh, she's just doing it to get with the guys. Oh, she's this, she's that. And all these labels, they hurt. Whether they're true or whether they're not, it's nobody's business. But everybody loves making other people's appearance, other people's personalities and actions their business. And so I can remember even at 10, 11, 12, questioning who I was, questioning who I was supposed to be, questioning the way I dress, questioning my, you know, things that I like to do, the activities that I like. And so I was torn in this place that it was like, I felt like I constantly had to prove myself one way or another. I either had to prove I was a girl 
and wear dresses or more feminine clothing or paint my nails or I had to prove that I was tough and that I was one of the guys and, you know, wear sportier clothing and baseball caps and football jerseys and, you know, things that hid who I truly was. And this is really a difficult place to be in. And I'm very thankful for my parents because they were um, very great about not putting labels on anything related to who I was or how I dressed. Of course, my mom tried to encourage me to, you know, try different things with my hair and try different clothing styles and other things just to see who I really was and see what really fit. And I really do appreciate that, that they didn't, you know, they didn't make it like it was one thing or another. But that didn't change the fact that the things that people said about me, they hurt. And, you know, even then, you know, I struggled with so many different things. I struggled with how tall I was. I struggled with the color of my skin tone. I struggled with my weight, whether I was too thin or too heavy. And it felt like I was always one of the two things. It felt like to everybody else around me, I was either never skinny enough or never curvy enough or never this, never that, all the way through high school. And I was very self-conscious about it for a very long time. I was very self-conscious about the way my teeth were, sh- the my the way my teeth were um, shaped, and the way that my hair color was, and the texture of my hair, and the you know the flatness of my stomach, and the you know all these different things. And it really, you know, it really started to take its toll on me. And I really started to change the way that I saw myself in the mirror in the morning, and all these things you know, everybody goes through them. I wasn't the only person that had body issues. I wasn't the only person that felt like they needed to exercise for fear of being judged or eat a certain diet to try and not gain more weight. You know, all of us have gone through these things. And I know that, you know, females especially were hit very hard with this, you know, this ideal standard of beauty from, you know, just everywhere from the entertainment industry, from fashion, from celebrities, you know, everywhere we go, you know, our schools, even our churches, it feels like we're constantly under fire. It feels like we're constantly being judged. And there's this pressure to look a certain way, to have certain, you know, lip plumpness and certain eye shapes. And, you know, before you know it, we start all looking so similar we start all looking alike and that's really the worst thing that can happen to any of us it's the worst thing that can happen to our culture that's the worst thing that can happen to our generation to the next generation for us to all look alike it takes it all away all the beauty all the uniqueness all the things that we usually highlight about ourselves that we probably would change if we had the opportunity if it was free from you know, risk or, um, you know, financial burden or anything like that, I'm sure we could all pick at least one thing about ourselves that we would change. And the saddest part is those are usually the things that make us so unique. That's the thing that people notice about us first. That's what makes us stand out. That's what makes us different. That makes us one in a million as opposed to just like everybody else. And 
that's really something that, that has stuck with me for a while now that I've really pondered and thought about. You know, if we all had the exact same hair color and we all were the exact same height and we all had the exact same length of fingers and fingernails and same skin tone and same exact moles and freckles and all these different things, how boring would life be if everywhere you walked, everyone around you looked exactly like you, it would get old so fast it would get boring you know there'd be no reason to ever take pictures of yourself or any of these other things that you see on the internet because it's like oh that looks just like everybody else oh that selfie looks just like every other selfie we've ever seen and when you really start thinking about it that way that's what that's what really truly makes it sad you know you may hate the freckles on your face but those are what make you so beautiful every single one of those marks is so unique And you might hate the way your nose is shaped and wish that you could have it, you know, made bigger, smaller, tilted a different direction. But that's what makes your face look the way it does. That's what makes you so unique. And I think that's something that we really all just have to retrain our brains that instead of thinking, oh, I have to be a certain size, I have to be a certain shape, a certain cut, fit a certain mold... That embracing the fact that no, because I'm built like this, because I am this shape, because I am this weight, this height, this color, all these different things, that's what makes me different. That's what makes me unique. That's what makes me special. And you know what? Regardless of what anyone else thinks, I matter. I'm valuable. I'm important. I'm special. I have a purpose that none of those other things trump the fact that I have value. And even if you can't bring yourself to like the way your jawline shaped or the way your eyes slant or the way your ears tilt, whatever it is, even if you can't bring yourself to like those things, remember that all those things that we're focused on is appearance, it's materialistic, it's, it's the tangible things, and those aren't the things that truly matter. The tangible things aren't the things that make us who we are. Yes, they might be, you know, these defining things that people notice first or that make us different, but that's not who you are. Those might be attributes about you or something related to you, but who you are is who you're called to be. It's who your personality is. It's who your spirit is. It's who you are when nobody's looking. It's who you are when you're out in the street and you're advocating for something that you're passionate about, that you're out there trying to change the culture, that you're starting a movement, that you're raising awareness, that you're being the friend that somebody needs, that you're being the light that the world needs, you're being the hope, you're being all these different things that the world is void of. There is a very big absence, a hole in this world. And if we aren't the ones that stand there and change something and make a difference, then who will be? If not us, then who? And if we can't get over the fact that we're only five foot three instead of six foot two, how are we ever going to be able to walk in our purpose if a detail like this is what holds us up? 
because that's what the beauty industry wants to do. They want to sell you all the things that can change who you are. They play to your need for consumption and your need for beauty and perfection. And I just want you to know that all your flaws are so much more beautiful than what perfection may ever look like. You are beautiful. You are loved just the way you are. You matter. You're valuable. And you have a purpose. Find that calling. Find that feeling of joy that when you're walking in this path, that no obstacle is too high, no mountain too tall, that you have your eyes set on the prize and nothing will stop you and nothing will stand in your way. So to all of the women and even the men, if you're listening to this, know that whatever body images, whatever self-esteem issues that you are wrestling with, that it's okay. We're all wrestling there too. But the difference between you wrestling and everybody who else is wrestling is that you have the power to overcome these feelings and frustrations. You have the power to walk in greatness. You have the power to live out your purpose and change our culture so that nobody else ever has to feel the way that you or I or anyone else felt. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Voice of Hope in the Darkness podcast series. We look forward to having you tune in next time to our next episode. It'll be coming very soon. And just remember, if you got nothing else out of this podcast, that you matter and you do have a purpose. Until next time.